Hi, this is Rabbi Ari Spiegler with the Bitur Akilah Sharim B'Tfilah podcast. We continue in our discussion of Bitur, which is the very first language or form or expression of Tfilah. And we've explained Bitur as a Tfilah in an Itzara, a time of distress or a time of need. We start today, Ot Vav, the sixth part of our discussion of Bitur. Here, Rapinkus writes, Bimidrash, Sovd Varim, in the Midrash at the end of Parshat Varim, Biaru Chazal Noraot Otsmata Shal Tfilat Moshe Rabbeinu, Shipaleli Kanesar Tisrael. Chazal take time to discuss the awesome nature and power of the Tfilah of Moshe Rabbeinu, specifically when he wanted to be granted entry into the land of Israel. This is partly their language. So what did Moshe do when he wanted to uh, be granted entry into the land of Israel? So it says, So he dressed himself in uh, sackcloth and he placed ashes upon himself and he engaged in in, uh, prayer and supplications before Hashem, but so much so that that the entire heavens and earth, all of uh, creation began to shake, began to tremble. So what did Hashem do when this was happening, when Moshe had these such powerful tefillot, the entire world, the entire universe started to shake? So he he decreed that every single gate in every single layer of the heavens, and in every heavenly court, that they should not accept the tefillot of Moshe. Even though they were so strong and they were so powerful, they should not accept those tefillot. Uh, they shouldn't bring them before Hashem because his, the Gzardin, the decree had been made that Moshe was not going to be able to enter the land of Israel. What happens? So he says to all of the angels to hurry down to wherever it is that needs to go in order to lock up all the gates because of the strong call, the strong voice, the sound of the tefillah of Moshe. Um, it, it was very, very powerful. And Hashem wants the Malachi Asharit, He wants these ministering angels to make sure that they lock up all those gates again so the tefillah will not be successful and won't go before Hashem. What ends up happening? So the angels who were told to go down and to lock all these heavenly gates, they wanted to go back up. They were afraid to go down because the tefillah of Moshe was so powerful. It was so strong that it was like a sword cutting through the heavens, cutting through the cosmos. It was as powerful as if Moshe was saying the Shem HaMifarash, Hashem's ineffable name that he learned from a certain angel who's known as the Rav Vesofer Shalbanei Marom, the rabbi and the Sofer, the scribe of the uh, higher uh, places, uh, whatever that means. But, uh, you know, the angels are told to lock up and they're too f- afraid to go down there. So, that support this type of idea. But the Midrash is going out of its way to tell us how incredibly powerful the tefillah of Moshe was. And Hashem literally had to go around, not like he didn't have to, but as if Hashem was going around telling the different uh, 
know, gates to lock up. He was telling the courts not to accept the tefillot. He was telling the angels to lock everything up and to not bring tefillot before him because they tefillot were so powerful that Hashem almost didn't want to hear them because he would as if have to give in and allow Moshe entry into the land. And even after Hashem tells the heavenly angels to go down and to lock up these different gates, they are too afraid to do so. And they want to go back up to wherever it is that, that they uh, came from because the, uh, the power of Moshe's tefillah. So what we find here in the Midrash is that Moshe's tefillah were incredibly powerful specifically at this point. And we'll see why that is relevant going forward.